What's up guys? Matt and Leslie back at Table 40. Today uh, we're going to have a special Christmas edition. It's just Matt and Leslie this time. So it's just the two of us. <laughs> um, that wasn't me trying to speak in third person. I was. It felt like it. I know it did. kind of mm -hmm. came out that way. Um, anyway, we're going to jump into it. We're just a few days away from Christmas. And uh, when we release this, it'll be really close to Christmas. But um, <clears throat> we were supposed to be in Mexico today. Uh, but we're not. We're still in Oklahoma, and thank Jesus, the weather was nice, and we were outside, and, and uh, it wasn't super cold and snowy like it was last week. But we are uh, going to jump into maybe just talk about some Christmas stuff and, and uh, get into some things about our past and what we how we feel about Christmas. But, Leslie? Okay, my question for you is, what is your favorite Christmas memory? or tradition oh, that the holidays had prior to Leslie being a holiday? Well, we were usually driving to either Pennsylvania or Arizona. My grandparents, my mom's parents lived in Arizona and Prescott, and my dad's parents lived in Pennsylvania. So either way, it was not real close. So I remember a lot of road trips, and a lot of times it turned into uh, the name game, the baseball name game. Oh, which, explain the baseball name okay, game. That's well, an amazing game. Basically, you just start out with a player. So if I started out with um, Aaron Judge, then you would have to start out with... Jimmy Rollins. You would have to stay a J. Was that a shot? Oh, no. Oh, okay. It's all I thought about. Okay. Jim Evans. And then I would go an E word. So I would have to start with a letter E. I would have to name a baseball player, Eddie Murray. And that comes to mind. And but then I anyways, would say Manny would, Ramirez. You know, yeah, okay. They get it. So yeah, we would do a lot of that on our travel to to uh, either Pennsylvania or Arizona. And then uh, I remember spending a lot of time with, with family and um, watching football and basketball or whatever was on. And um, usually it meant eating Italian food because my dad's side is Italian. So a lot of Christmas, we had this fish soup that he still made that we had the other night. Um, that, that I remember eating Italian food and then usually there was some sort of uh, turkey and maybe a more traditional Christmas dinner. Um, but that was really about it. We didn't have a ton of... Uh, we usually opened one gift on Christmas Eve and then uh, Christmas morning we got up super early and saw what was under the tree. So that was... What about you? Well, I have to ask you, do you have a memorable favorite gift ever? I think I got a bike. I remember riding a bike um, that I was pretty excited about. I think it was a mongoose, maybe before mongooses were kind of Walmart bikes, which I know they are now. Uh, they were pretty, pretty cool. Um, I think I got a mongoose that I was pretty excited about. Um, always shoes, like if I ever got Jordans for Christmas or something, it was pretty exciting. Um, but that's, I'd say a bike was probably like the coolest, biggest gift I got. Yeah, and we spent Christmas, um, and my, my mom's parents lived in Stillwater, Oklahoma, here where we live now, and they also had a home in Chickasha where um, I grew up some of my years, and then my other grandparents lived in Higgins, Texas, and so my most memorable Christian, or Christian, <laughs> Christmas memories were in Higgins. And so uh, with Martha and Vester, my grandparents, and my aunt and uncles, and um, 
like Kay and Jim, my aunt Kay and uncle Jim lived in Austin. And so they would all, they would drive up with their four kids and we would all meet together every year for Christmas Eve. And I remember um, I lived in Higgins and then my cousin Stephanie and their family lived in, in Higgins as well. And we would always get so excited to see the Gleeks rolling in from the big city of Austin to hang out with us on Christmas Eve. And they loved it because um, we had horses and, and all of those things on the ranch. And so it was just so much fun. And we did the Christmas Eve service, the Higgins United Methodist Church. Yeah, I remember that. You were there whenever we started dating. And uh, we always did a play for my grandparents because they had, remember, they had that the house stage, with yeah. the little stage. And so we always did a play for them. My grandma would buy all of the girls matching pajamas cool. or some sort of matching outfit. We would wear that. And um, it was just so neat. That tradition ran for a really, really long time because Martha Investor lived a lot of years. And so I love that. Um, and then I just loved waking up in the morning with my brothers and like seeing the presents under the tree. And unfortunately, this uh, I believed in Santa for a really, really long time. And so... Let's hope no kids are listening to this. Yeah. Because you just ruined that. No, I didn't. You did. I, I, I just said I believed in Santa for a really long time. That doesn't say anything about whether or not he okay. exists. Okay, all right. Well, let's get into some... Anyway, my favorite gift ever was also a bike. And so... Maybe that's why we like to ride bikes together. Maybe that's why we like it now. It was a pink bike. And I oh. was very fired up about it. And I do not know the brand, but I knew I loved it. And I was so excited. So two bikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another favorite gift or one that was memorable was a stereo. Oh, a stereo. Mm -hmm. With big speakers. Like with tape recorders? Tapes, yeah. yes. So you 100% like... tapes. Actually, it had two tapes yeah, so to you where could you record could record one onto the other. One onto the other. And yeah. make a mixtape for like, yeah. your boyfriend and be like, ooh, I... I made you cool songs, like a bunch of... Yeah. Here's, here's our tape. Yeah, I would have done that for you for sure. Yeah. Um, well, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I miss the, the Higgins days as well. I, I, I got to be a part of quite a few of those. And I just think there's something cool about family all getting together and, and uh, traveling a good ways, three or four hours in the car. And, and uh, there wasn't much to do in, in Higgins. So we were all just kind of in the house, either playing cards or watching football or coming up with ways to entertain each other. So that was, uh, and if you wanted to like get something, there was a corner store. Available. Yeah, perks. Yeah. So like there wasn't many options as far as like, <laughs> oh, we forgot eggs. You just didn't have eggs for a while or anything really. But let's get into, I guess, the meaning of Christmas as opposed to like the commercialism. And I, I guess I just, you know, especially in, in Western culture in, in America. I just think the, the, the meaning of Christmas is just gets lost behind the commercialism around this time of year. Yeah, Matt, and I think, unfortunately, it's gotten lost in our family even. And, you know, and we, I mean, both of us love Jesus a lot. And, but there are times that I've even been tricked to where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out about this gift or that gift or, or whatever. I, I find myself having to refocus an awful lot this time of year and say, okay, let's really, really dive into the Christmas story again this year. And let's really remember 
just the beauty of Jesus as, as this beautiful gift of salvation and what exactly that means for my life and, and for lives all over the world. But I, I think sometimes I fall for the trick, you know, of... of well, it's catchy because, I mean... It's, it's hard it's as a parent sometimes. There's this Santa Claus that brings all toys that all kids want until they get to a certain age, there's this expectation of a certain amount of toys, a certain amount of things showing up. And so it's like this tricky, like, do you just blow it up and tell them that, hey. Yeah, all parents are liars. Yeah. Or do you, <laughs> do you and just tell them, I, guess, I don't know. I just think it's tricky because, um, you know, I, I think they, you know, I remember as a kid, I loved the presence part of it and the excitement of getting presents that I had wanted and, and there they were. And so I think that that's, that's kind of a neat thing, but at the same time, I think it's um, like it defeats the purpose or it kind of misses the mark, so to speak, of what Christmas should be and, and is all about. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think that's such a, that's a hard thing as a parent of younger kids. I think as the kids get older, it's easier to, 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 reason with them that we don't need all these presents really let's just celebrate as a family this time together and the real reason for the season and talk about what God actually has offered us with his birth and and just kind of get into the, the real meaning of Christmas um, so I I don't know I don't know what the right answer is to that but I think we've like I said it's easy, easier to get this right with the older kids I agree with you. It is a lot easier with the older kids because I feel like Reed is expecting mm -hmm. a certain gift. And if that, that gift is not under the tree, I don't know we're what he's going to say about Santa. Santa's in trouble, but yeah, we're going to take the blame. <laughs> we're going to catch the ramifications <laughs> of that PS5 if it doesn't show up. I know. He's going to be so mad at us. All right, Matt. So talk to me a little bit about... I mean, this is a really broad question, but how would you, how would you articulate what does Jesus mean to you when we celebrate his birth and like his coming into the world? How would you articulate what Jesus means to you? Well, I think in, in this time, especially in, in the way the world is in 2020 and, and a lot of, um, I guess just, I guess hopelessness at times for, for the country and, and some people and, and even close friends of ours that are dealing with the virus and just some of the suffering that's going on at record pace in our country. I, I think it's just, it just really draws your attention back to the, the hope of eternity and, and God redeeming the world and God redeeming our lives and offering us that this isn't all there is. And I think that, um, it, it, I think there's a lot of people that got punched or are being punched right in the nose with the reality that this isn't great. Like the world is a broken place and there's pain and there's heartache and there's suffering and there's, um, that this isn't it. And thank God that there is, there is something on the, on the horizon that he has promised us, um, that I think that, that this kind of, I don't know, pandemic slash when you see suffering to the extent that you see it, it's a great reminder that, that God died for us and his promise to us is a new world. 
and a new heaven, a new earth where there's no more pain and there's no more suffering and there's no more tears and there is, and it's, it's, it's just a beautiful thing that to, to think about and it offers hope. And, uh, and I think that that's what Christmas is about is the hope of the world that, that Jesus being born into the world to go and die on the cross for us allow, gives us a hope that we can't, that this world doesn't offer. And I think that that's, that's something that I, I would hope that, that a lot of the, the ugliness that's going on right now would, would remind us that this isn't all there is. And it's, so I, I guess that that would be just a good reminder to me of, of what Christmas is all about. Yeah, and I love what you said. I, I remember, you know, in January of last year, I was talking to our friend Hannah on the phone, and she was like, you know, it's 2020, and, and I think now is the time that I just want to see clearly, right, the play on the 2020 vision, which I don't have. You have. You have, like, Hawkeyes, but... I used to. Well, yeah. far away. I think you're still great. But anyway, the 2020 vision, and, I, and as you were talking, it made me remember that conversation that I had with Hannah, and I do think that that's been true of me in in how I just I don't know how to articulate it correctly but how I value my relationship with Jesus like I see very clearly now because of the year that we've experienced that I need Jesus like I need that relationship with Jesus I need to communicate with Jesus regularly I need the peace that he promises and that he consistently um, just lays in my heart when I pray and spend time with the Lord and, and learn more about the Bible and, and just in the Word of God and listening to praise and worship music and all the things that I, I just need to do in order to see clearly and in order to have a proper perspective on, like you were talking about, the suffering and, and just to have a more of an aerial view of this isn't this isn't it and that someday we'll spend endless days with the lord and endless days with the people that have gone this year i mean we've we've experienced a lot of um sad days this year we've lost friends and um it's just been a hard year so i i agree with you like the hope of what's to come and and that's what what the birth of jesus offered is like god is a promise keeper and he promised that this would happen and he delivered it in this sweet little baby Jesus that we get to celebrate. So I love what you said. Yeah. I mean, I just think that again, when we, <laughs> if it's, it, I guess it's not Christmas lights and Santa Claus and eggnog and all those things are awesome. But I think that sometimes it gets lost like the, the real celebration, what the real celebration should be. And as particularly like we talked about in this year, and you know, I think everyone has had dealt with some sort of hard situation recently with this virus, and knows somebody who at least has has had a hard time or or is dealing with it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, let's not be too Debbie Downer about this whole deal. Yeah, I was going to ask you when you said the lights. Did you did Tom make you put up lights at your house when you were, or did he do no, all that? He didn't do that. Well, I think, I think it's very reminiscent of what he's got going right now, which is the changing <laughs> out the floodlight from to a one red and one green floodlight on the garage. Uh, I think one year Josh and I tried to do it. We were up stapling those things on the on the light cords on the roof, and I it wasn't. I don't think it looked great. We didn't like to do it, and so that may have been a one-time deal. 
I'm I'm all for lights. I'm just not like they get in knots and the tangles. I, that's not for me. That's that's I'd rather um, pay somebody to do that than than do that myself. Do you have any memories of our first Christmas? I've been racking my brain as we're Whoa. talking, and I don't. Married or dating? Married. Well, we lived with so many people. We were about to get married that first Christmas. Yeah, the first Christmas. We got married after Christmas. Right. So it was a really fun I Christmas bet we wedding. we had turkey and steak. And, I mean, that was probably pretty similar. Um, I don't. I don't have any. Me um, neither. Okay, so table 40. If you had to have Christmas dinner with five people besides our family can't be related oh wow not um, five people I don't that's know. a lot yeah, that's a lot say. of people it can't be related okay just no that we'd have to leave too many people who do you who do you miss having at the table oh there's a lot of people i miss having at the table i just told you that even we're not we're not trying to be sad right now but there's been a lot of loss and okay, I'll tell you, let me tell you a fun table experience I had recently. That's better. And unfortunately you weren't there because you were helping me with the kids. So I lived in Higgins, Texas for a long, for a while. And then about in the seventh grade, I moved to Chickasha, Oklahoma. And we moved to 101 Christopher in Chickasha and I had my pink bike and I was riding my bike. I'm glad you got the address out there. Yes. That 101 Christopher, yeah, Chickasha, Oklahoma. We don't live there any longer. Anyway, so moved into that house. We thought it was awesome. I have two younger brothers, Matt and Zach, and I was riding my pink favorite bike that I got, you know, Santa brought me, and I was riding it down the street, and we, I rode down the street, and there was this, I met this boy. His name was Kyle McBride, and he became my greatest friend ever in high school. The best. Just love this guy, and we still remained friends, right? He was in our wedding. You love Kyle, too. So anyway, we became friends, and his parents are... Chris and Terrell, and Terrell passed away recently, and it was very difficult. I mean, I was a mess. You were there when I got the phone call that, that he was going to pass away because some people in your life, um, even though it was a father of a friend, there's just some personalities that, I, how would I describe Terrell? I would describe Terrell as no matter what kind of day you were having, a life giver. he's a life giver. Yes, he's not a fun sponge. Yeah. He's a life giver, and he was somebody that, in his presence, no matter no matter what kind of day you had going on, you left and loud and, and funny, loud, funny, Positive. just best laugh ever. Complimentary and so happy for you. Like I, you know, there can like as your career began to to flourish and you were doing some really really good things like. Terrell was so excited for your career and all the great things that you were doing. He was just a good man, you know. And um, so after we were, anyway, Kyle came, flew back from California to be with his mom and, and everything and his family. And so my dad and my brother Matt and I sat at their table Monday, I believe it was Monday night, and just laughed until we cried and told stories about T Terrell and Kyle was imitating Terrell's voice because it was very, very distinct. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. And it was just, that was beautiful to me. And like, I think I even told you when I got home, that's going to be kind of what heaven's like is this just, just like eat until you're full and laugh and share deep, meaningful conversations and just enjoy each other's company. So long story short, he would definitely be at my table. Because I miss him. Like, I miss his presence. There was another 
you know, my grandpa and grandma would be there, Vester and Martha. I miss them so much. Um, they're just the best, and, and they've impacted both of our lives in, in a lot of ways. Um, I love I, I love them. And you know what, what Matt, I was going to ask you this, too, because as I think about a table and food, did your grandparents have spaces that they sat? Like, Vester, remember, he mm-hmm. sat at the head of the table, and then Martha sat right next to him. And then Joni and Willis and my parents, Janice and Steve, Kay and Jim. And then we got the kids' table. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were, like, in our 30s. We never, ever sat at the adult table, actually, I don't think. I think we sat at the kids' table the whole time. But did did you ever notice that? I mean, did your parents have seating arrangements? I mean, you know, that just happens. Uh, not really at holidays because they were so far away and it was just so many people. It was just yeah. kind of a sit where you can. Um, but there was always a kid's table. I feel like that's probably true, yeah. Yeah. But that's where I prefer to be. I know, me too. There's a lot of life at the kid's table too. Yeah. But they talk about like politics and yeah. probably COVID now and <laughs> probably like dying and cancer and the news and Trump and Biden and I don't care to talk about that kind of stuff. I know, it's sad. But I think my ideal situation would be back on the ranch eating a great meal with all my favorite people and just laughing and having the best time. So if that answers your question, how about you? Yeah, I think I was thinking about it. Obviously, you know, I my grandparents were, were special. I, I didn't get to spend as much time as with them because they lived so far away. But I, I was just thinking, like, people that that I would enjoy a Christmas dinner with are a lot of, like, former teammates, like, and their wives, like, families that we got to know. And then, like, Adam and Jenny and Skip and Lindsay and, you know, just a lot of the the people that we don't get to see as much now just because life happens and you go back separate ways but um just a lot of the funny fun people that you know you you enjoy being around when you're playing that you don't get a chance like you always say hey let's we should meet up somewhere and go on vacation or go all meet somewhere and and just spend a few days together but with kids it's just hard to do so I would say that that kind of comes to mind is just like a a big dinner with all the five or six of your favorite past teammates and friends um, would be a fun kind of laugh, high joy situation for me. Let's talk about joy real quick. And today I was reading in the Bible, and I was reading Luke, because um, it's the Christmas story for those of you that don't know. Um, jump in the work and the first three chapters of Luke and you'll learn about the Christmas story but one thing that stood out to me today was so Mary's pregnant with Jesus and that was a shock obviously and um and the angel kind of said Gabriel kind of says something to her he says hey by the way Elizabeth's pregnant too your cousin and uh she's got a miracle baby on board as well so it doesn't read exactly like that but that's kind of the gist and so Mary's like you know what it says she went in haste, so she hurried over to Elizabeth's place, and she was like, what the heck is going on? You've got a baby, I've got a baby. But the minute Mary or Mary's words came out of her mouth, um, Elizabeth said that, that John the Baptist, who was growing in her, her baby, her, her tummy at the time, like it, the baby leapt with joy. And I just think it's really cool um, that that's the first, like, I just think joy is such an interesting thing, right? And, and like, John 
was in the presence, baby John, in the womb, in the presence of Jesus. He leapt with joy. And I just, that's what I want for this year. I was thinking about it this morning is that I want to do a study this year just on the word joy. And what does it mean to be full of joy? And I think that that's something that I really want to focus on in 2021 is just joy. I bet you would love that. If I would just be so joyful all the time. It would be amazing. I just think that sometimes though people mistake joy with like this happiness as kind of like this yeah like artificial version of joy yeah you know it basically is whatever mood you're in is sort of your happiness or whatever and so yeah I mean I think that joy is just like this deeper word that like this deeper meaning yeah. of, it's not necessarily like oh this makes me happy it's more like this joy that's a little deeper in your soul like that there's hope and there's meaning in what you're doing or meaning in your conversations or meaning in your like you're, it's just, you're just living a little deeper. There's just a um, living on a mission, or living with purpose, living with um, less surfacey conversations, and like actually talking and getting to know people. And I think that that's that's something that I don't know. I don't want to say well, like all 2020, like people are on their phones all the time. There's no depth, and it's less joy and more people chasing happiness or know I, I think that that's that would be my kind of interpretation of that yeah I just I just really like you I, I just want to understand what the deep meaning of the word joy is I want to participate in joy because as of right now just reading that this morning I would say experiencing the presence of God equals joy and so and like you said like we can experience God's presence in suffering we can experience God's presence in everything, really, and so I—that's my goal for this year. So hold me to it. That I'm gonna—I'm gonna study the word joy. The first, first bad vibe you're throwing out there, I'm gonna be. Hey, that's not a joyous vibe. <laughs> that's right. right that, that's right. So that's something that that I wanna—I want you to hold me to. Is I wanna—I wanna really study the word joy, and see what we got. All right, Matt. What else do you have? Well, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more. This is a Christmas episode of Just Me and You, so they're probably tired of hearing Just Me and You. Um, I don't really... I mean, what do you got? I don't know. I think the other thing, I guess what I would say is today, this morning we were, we were visiting, because we were, we were sad. Grayson has COVID, and um, that made us super sad, right? So what we did was... is. We were planning to go to Mexico and spend Christmas in Mexico with our family. Um, our schedule's a little weird because our boys play um, a lot of sports. And so we have just this one week to go on a family vacation and we were planning to go to Mexico. And so I was trying to be a responsible, you know, person. Which and it is. it is responsible. I, and I wanted to do what I felt like was the right thing is to test everybody for COVID to make sure we were all negative before we got on a flight with other other folks. And um, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. And so we went into urgent care and we got negative, 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 and then positive and Grayson tested positive for COVID. And so it was kind of sad, wasn't it? I mean, just for many reasons, like number one, her heart is so, so precious and she's such a sensitive little 
little girl and I mean she just started crying and, and she's worried about who she exposed and and who is affected by this and you know and then obviously the disappointment of not going on the trip and then she was very worried about what her brothers were gonna say um, but I'm proud of how they've handled things so far but anyway um, it's just it was just disappointing and this morning I woke up and and I was kind of still disappointed that that happened and it's scary to get that diagnosis because you just don't know how things are going to go and it just kind of keeps you on edge um, but something that I you know am, am deeply convicted about is is whenever I'm I'm struggling I, I, I try to get into the word of God as quickly as possible and so this morning I decided to just start reading John because the book of John is one of my favorite favorite books and um, I just love it I love how I love how it's written and so it just and this to me is what Christmas is all about and it's just John chapter 1 and it says the word became flesh and in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was in the beginning with God all things were made through him and without him nothing was made so in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it and when I read that stuff this morning when I read those verses this morning I was just really overwhelmed by what Christmas actually means and what Christmas actually means is that God is the word became flesh and Jesus came here and dwelt with us and entered the mess and, and entered all of the things that um, are hard in life and and he is with us and like Emmanuel means that that God is God is with us and he cares and and he's gonna light up those dark places that that were that are difficult and I need him to do that today and yesterday because of her COVID diagnosis but also just kind of the disappointment hangover I guess that I experienced this morning and, and I'm so grateful that we serve a God that's so faithful to light up those dark places whenever we're we're struggling. And then, you know, and another thing I thought about this morning is there's a verse in James that says, Consider it joy, my brothers, when you face various trials. And I think that this even though Grayson's you know, she's likely to be fine, um, but it's just an opportunity for us to to um just that I don't know how to explain it right but just maybe build a compassion muscle and an empathy muscle and a and a I kind of know how you feel kind of muscle right I mean what do you think just because there when you when you hear like gosh she tested positive for COVID immediately you have to start that battle of am I how like I'm afraid and what am I going to do with that fear as a mom right and and then they tell you oh isolate your kid and you're you're kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, and so there's all these things that, that go on, but I'm so grateful that, that Jesus promises to be a light in those dark places. So anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's, again, you know, living in, in the, the time that we're living, a lot of people are, are facing difficulty. And I think that just, you know, having a perspective that starts with God and his promises allows us to relax a little bit into hard things and doesn't make it easy but I think that um, uh, yeah like you said like you just feel for the people that are really struggling like and that everyone has something going on like everyone has a story and I think that's been something that we've talked about on our podcast and it's kind of been almost the theme of of getting to know a lot of different people on 20 some podcasts that we've done that 
everybody has a story everybody has a struggle and some people that may on the on the outside look like they have it all together and that their life seems to be warrior problem free you know could be deeply hurting and i think that as as a people and as a as a christian that our job is to is to be there and to be able to like we talked about like have deep conversations ask somebody how they're really doing i, I think that it's so easy to have the surfacey. Hey, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? I just said good. Well, I don't mean good. Like I'm not good. Like, but I said good because that was a, quickly came out of my mouth. Like I think that that's that's something that, like we talked about. Like it's been cool on on the podcast to get to know a lot of people, and to hear that people. Hey, yeah, I'm a human. I struggle with this or that or, so, I just think that being mindful of of people and that they're struggling and their struggle may not be your struggle but that's that doesn't mean that we're that much different we're, we're all struggling with things so I, I just think that that's something to keep in mind especially this time of year and, and I think probably Christmas holidays if lost loved ones or or sick loved ones we talked about good friends of ours you know the wife is going to spend Christmas you know either in the hospital or away from her husband and and their kids trying to navigate what that looks like on a very difficult Christmas. Um, I'm just being mindful that there's there's a lot of heartache in this world, and um, we all need each other. Absolutely, I agree. All right, I don't know. I you know I've confessed at one in one of these podcasts that I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, so I don't know if what I'm going to ask you to do is appropriate podcast appropriate. Or not? I have no idea, but we're gonna do it, I'm right? I'm a little nervous about this. You yeah. should. You shouldn't be nervous. Oh. One of my favorite things that you do for our family is you pray for our family, and I'm telling you, Matt, I love your prayers, and I just, I just want you to. We'll close, and we'll just, if you're okay with this, that do I, what, I have an option at this point. Yeah, I mean, you can. We can just. You could say, yeah, I'm not doing that, and then <laughs> Jason can edit it or whatever. But I would love for you. To close us in prayer and just, man, I just, my heart is just broken, Matt, for, um, I mean, Christmas is awesome and I love it and I love all things. I mean, I love Elf, the movie. I love Christmas lights. I love Christmas food. I love Christmas candy. I love everything. It doesn't love us back. It doesn't love us back, but I love it so much. I love, <laughs> I love this time of year. But, and, but I just feel like my heart is just so heavy for all the disappointment and all the people that are missing at the table and it just feels like we've we've been in a season of suffering with our friends and and then Grayson's deal kind of scared me and um and I'm still scared about it like I don't like it at all but it's just like you know we've lost Matthew Price this year and Darren Patrick this year and we've lost um Terrell this year and you know Randy's still battling his little heart out and and there's just been a lot a lot of loss that has broken my heart and this Christmas it's hard to celebrate the way I used to because I just can't imagine what it looks like at their dinner table and I'm sad that Darren's missing and I'm sad that Matthew's missing and I'm sad that Terrell's missing and I'm sad that Randy isn't going to be home. He's going to be in a hospital and just, it's just different. So I would love for you to pray. Um, and, and we can close this podcast with a prayer and I would love for you to just pray for the hurting. And, um, if you're okay with that, I am, I'll do it.
Father God, we come to you tonight uh, on this podcast, and, and we come to you and thank you for this, this platform, and we thank you for um, people um, that have been encouraged by it. We thank you for the stories that we've heard and for people's honesty. God, we're grateful for, for all of our, our blessings. But God, we, we come to you tonight as, as we come to the, the Christmas season and to the Christmas day as we celebrate your birth. And God, we just we pray for all those that are hurting, and, and we pray that their hope would be lied we lie in you, Jesus, and, and that you are our hope and, and our joy. And God, we pray for those that are hurting and we pray for those that are sick in this 2020 um, difficult season of life. And we pray that you would be very present and that you would be very, um, uh, we just pray that we could just run to you, God, instead of other things. And then the time of, of Christmas that we would remember what it's about and while all those Things of this world are fun, and they are not bad things, but that they are not ultimate things, which you are, Jesus, that you are the ultimate things, and that we would make much of you. Um, we pray for people that don't know you, God, that they would explore a relationship with you, and God, that they would reach out. Their hearts um, would, be, would be just yearning for something bigger, and God, that that is you, and that you can fill those empty hearts. God, we pray that you would just continue to bless this podcast, that we can encourage people, and that Leslie and I would get out of the way and just be able to 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 be a um, just a, an outlet for your voice uh, to, to encourage people. And we love you, Jesus, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Love you. You're the best. Thank you for listening to Table 40 with Matt and Leslie Holiday part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories on sports intersecting with faith, check out sportsspectrum.com.